everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. But, all right. Let's see what's going on with that. Um, I, hmm? I hear. Okay, Coming good. Up. Good. I can hear you just fine now. No, she's listening from the, tw from the Twitch stream. All right, so I figured out what happened. So when I put together the new... The new outline, you know. Why? Uh, there we go. So, so what happened was when I set up the um, the new layout, it changed the audio outputs within the mixer. So that's what happened. So that is what caused the problem. So now we should be live, and I believe. And and Barry should be joining us shortly. I'm going to I'm going to send out an SOS. So let's see if she comes in. Let's see. Come on, you can do it. You can answer. We here to call. There there we go. There we go. <laughs> I, I yeah, I got lost in the subspace of the internet, and uh, that that happens from time to time. Yeah, and for some reason, it's I'm trying to record it through Audition, but I'm doing like a normal local recording, so I may have to rip the audio from the video. And I'm trying to uh, figure uh, out. Okay. Yeah, it's going, and I, and I see it going, so I'm just trying to figure mm -hmm. out what the heck is going on here. All right, so. Let's set this for audience mix. That that's fine. Come on, all right, that's good. Yeah. And I'm just gonna leave it at system, so that should do it because it's definitely hearing it on my end. So, all right, let's record. All right, so we got some recordings here. So um, let me adjust this. I'm going to bring this up a little bit more and I don't know why wait, oh, the system is maxing out. All right, hold on here. No, that's fine. Okay. All right. That's why I'm hearing, um, the high pitch in the background. The monitoring is on Jesus. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun night. This is when I actually assumed everything was going to work together the way it should. Yeah, I, I know what happens when you assume. I know. You make an ass out of you and me. Trust me. I know that. I know that. <laughs> and Kagomi41088 says, welcome back, you guys. Thank you. We're glad to be back. For, for, for what it's worth. What it's worth. <sighs> okay. So, we have a lot to talk about. So, we're, we're going to uh, get through some of this to the best of our abilities. And then I am going to go back to the drawing board and figure out what went horribly wrong. I mean, I have no problems just doing the, the recording and then just ripping the audio and doing it in audition, but having it 
in real time here saves me about two minutes. So, anywho, let's get tonight's show on. Let's get tonight's show on the road. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 573. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, uh, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And the purple-haired person is Barry and Mellon. I am Barry Mellon. <laughs> hey, there you are. I was wondering where we were going to see that. <laughs> yeah. Right, hold on for one second here. Um, spin that dial back down. Yeah, you guys are coming in he- mighty low because. Low. So- okay. Hold on. All right. There we go. That should fix it. Showing off a uh, chibi version there, uh, Barry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, it is what happens after the new year. You know, you've got to. You've there gotta, we go. Uh, You've got to concentrate your power so that you can be your your most powerful self. Um, so yeah, we're just a little bit tired. So um, just a little bit. Know. Yeah, gotta gotta save up that magical energy, huh? Yeah, I'm right now looking at audition. Some it's coming in so. Lo- I, I may have to play around with the settings and just see what the heck's going on. Anywho. I, I, I have there's a live recording going, so I'm fine with that. So, anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? <laughs> you too. Yeah. Mm. Tired. Mm. Yeah. Sticky. Yeah. As you can see, we we kind of have something new here. As you can see, we've kind of freshened the layout a little bit. Some nice bright bolder colors still representing it's what we do this is what we did this is what i did on the front side of things it's not complete there's a couple of things i do need to add to it which i am hoping in the next couple of weeks i would be able to premiere so i'm looking forward to that as long as i can get it working in well damn the entire dragon ball z blu-ray box at 29 percent off all nine volumes yeah, I saw that. Not bad. I know, but anywho. <laughs> I just bought a, uh, a Lego set that's in the shape of a bonsai tree. Oh, that is nice. Ooh. That is it's nice. It's part of a whole set of uh, flower-themed Lego sets. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. So, anywho, we are live tonight, week of January 10th, 2023, right here on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can find us here every Tuesday between a time at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also proud to be part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And there are, and the host, there are shows on the Vogue Network that you can watch on Twitch as well. Uh, you can find them at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. They kick things off at eight, Sundays at 8 with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And don't forget to come hang out in our Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show, basically every active show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through and hang out and have a good time. So we're going to get into the ne- to the next part of things. So uh, if it re- if it goes and if I can get it to refresh, it should go to the next part. Wonderful, 
wonderful. We're going to talk about how we spent our holiday break. Basically, instead of how was your week, how was your day, we'll tell you what we've been up to during the three weeks while we were recharging our batteries. Ari. Uh, well, you know, it was a lot of work-related stuff, you mm-hmm. know, especially with, you know, staffing issues being what they were, because mm. why wouldn't it be? People were even told, hey, you have to have a doctor's note if you're going to call out sick any time between, uh, I think, like the 20th or so and the new year. Mm-hmm. Didn't stop people, of course. Of course not. But uh, I didn't even bother staying up for the new year because I had to get up for work early the next morning. And, uh, well, you know, I don't know, I guess I just lost that uh, wow factor for me. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, when I did have a decent Christmas otherwise. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. I did get transferred to a uh, you know, lower you know, interchange at work. Right. You know. Yeah, about as far away from where I was compared to my home normally, but my 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 uh, range, you know, how far up I travel, is greatly reduced, mm. which is you know easier on my car. And if I get sent anywhere that isn't you know the Delaware Bridge, right, I'm gonna get paid the mileage to well, go to work. Well, that's good. Uh, as far as things I got, I got mostly things I needed. I got. A, a nice knife block, some uh, cast iron cooking ware. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also got new luggage. Oh, that's always good to have. Yeah, I don't know what to do with the old one, though. I mean, donate sure I it. Just donate it to a secondhand store around here somewhere. That's what I was but, thinking. Yeah, when you see it, you'll know it's mine. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do the whole, you know, like 40s or 50s style, like travel travel bug where you put all like different stickers on it you know but instead of like destinations and like places it's all like nerd shit yeah the only problem is the last t uh t fury order i placed the shirt came the stickers didn't Ooh. so yeah i got on them to ask you know what's up guys still waiting for it and i haven't heard back from them which is going to be so much fun to deal with hmm also, I got so many gift cards that if I walked into a store with them, someone would think I'm being suckered in by an Indian call center scam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. But yeah, that's all things have been going for me. Oh, good, good, good. Mako-chan, how was your break from the show? Eventful. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, so, um... Christmas went off. It was freaking cold. Mm. Um, but I didn't really do anything. I didn't go out or anything, so I didn't really care about that. New Year's, however, I uh, got into a car accident, sort of. Mm. And by sort of, I mean that uh, Ranma and I were going to grab food. And as I was driving, I ran over garbage that I didn't see because it was pitch black mm-hmm. and uh, damaged my car so luckily the car actually works I can drive it there's nothing actually wrong that way with it oh, that's but good. Um, the condenser for the 
air conditioning is completely busted. So now I have no air and I have no heat in the car. So yeah, that's that's interesting. If only uh, we but, could pistol whip the person who let that garbage go flying. Yeah, yeah, that kind of pissed me off. Um, I, I did, I however, go ahead and um, <laughs> I I used duct tape to piece together my uh, I used duct tape to piece together my bumper in the front because it was basically if I had driven any more with it on the high speeds of the parkway, it would have ripped off. Hmm. So I, I used galaxy print star print um, duct tape. So it is still, you know, out there and weird and completely looks off, but I don't care because it's my car and I got enough that I'm probably going to do the other side to match it. Just yeah. So that it, and so it looks like I kind of did it on purpose. No, I get um, you. Hmm? No, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I've been playing Persona 5. Of course you have. And <laughs> stuck in a palace, and I'm pissed off because this is the hardest fight in the game. Um, so I, I figured it would be difficult, but the fact that I can't beat it, and I'm playing on easy. Mm. Is pissing me off. Like I specifically chose easy because I've already seen the game. Yeah, I just wanted to play it for myself. And you just want to enjoy more of the story than anything else. Right. I wanted to enjoy the story at my own pace. So here I am, completely stuck at this palace, and can't go further. And the only thing I have, yes, I'm stuck on Okomura's palace. Um, so, I mean, I can't do anything until I can beat this freaking thing. So I have looked up all of the guides. I am the level that I should be. I'm trying to level my personas a little bit more. And the problem is, is that it just keeps respawning robots and I can't beat them like I get all but one and then they run away and completely respawn and it's just it's it's pissing me off mm. just don't throw the controller no I basically what I've been doing um, once I got up to this point I will play like I'll do whatever I can to, to upgrade and you know all of that mm -hmm. and I play and when I can't beat it I walk away Gotcha. So, uh, you know, I did my one. I can't do it. You know, I'll the next time I'll go ahead and, you know, get everything leveled. It's just like none of my personas were really leveled enough to really do the palace. So I'm basically creating persona and leveling them. Mm -hmm. But each, each time I do, I kind of just like kill all of my money. So, yeah, um, that that's basically what I've been doing. I haven't played any Disney Dreamlight since right before Christmas. So I have to backtrack my Switch so that I can still play some of the Christmas stuff if it's still on there. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that Dreamlight game just is on Game Pass. I have to double check. It might be. I'm it not, not going to sit there and add it to my collection because... 
I have a backlog as it is. I have been pondering over break to take out all of the video games I bought that are still sealed and just take pictures of what all I've bought in the last two years. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the good thing is uh, once, because it's, it's still technically in beta. So mm-hmm. once it comes out, normally it's actually going to be a free game. And then it's just going to be you spend the money on what you want in the game. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, they were doing where you could pay for the beta and get, you know, extra stuff. But I'm pretty sure once the game actually goes fully live, they're cutting everybody back down to level 10. So, like, I haven't been, you know, grinding or anything like that because uh-huh. so many people that are at the limit of the game already and they're just like i don't know what to do now i'm just like you could have you know played it casually like everybody else i think a lot of it too has to do with like the uh, the feeling of speed run and the idea that there's like nothing that's really new anymore because with a lot of games and stuff like that especially okay so yeah mm-hmm. I, you guys know i've been playing an mmo we recently had an event released and it dealt with like a leveling system and um, all the other stuff that kind of goes on with an MMO. And I ended up finishing it in three days, which obviously I could have played it more casually. Um, I Jesus. Think a, yeah. <laughs> I think a bit of it is that um, people feel the need to speed run things now because there's always going to be something new coming. And a lot of folks maybe have the prerogative to try and get it done as quickly as possible so that they can be doing other things. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, that speedrunning is really popular on Twitch. Yeah, and, yeah. And GDQ is going on at this time. Yeah, uh, and our very own Bobby Blackwolf, he did uh, he, he, he did some announcing for uh, for GDQ. So I'll get into that in just a bit. So Yeah, yeah but I, I definitely think that, yeah, people should maybe take a break and, like, play things more casually. I feel like everybody feels like they have to accomplish everything at once, and it it definitely can make it a lot less fun. Let me just say this, and then we can pass it over to Barry. I, I want to say louder in the back, especially to all of you cosplay weebs who powered through Kingdom Hearts 3 just so you could have the game completed and then jump back into working on your cosplays for Katakon that year. E. That was me being an being a dick. So you know, <laughs> but I think y'all knew that. It's it's fine. Like honestly, yeah, honestly, honestly, let's be let's be real. <laughs> like, uh, okay, yeah, it happens. So Barry, how was your break from the show? What have you been up to in your uh, cave of wonders? In my cave of wonders. Well, uh. I I have been okay. Uh, I'm gonna talk just lightly about a topic that I think a lot of us don't really address, mm-hmm. uh, and that's burnout. Um, I have been severely burnt out, um, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. I am a bit of a digital presence, and it has been uh, definitely a situation where I've found myself a little bit low powered, which is why I'm in my chibi form right now. Mm-hmm. But um, it's been one of those things where I've had to kind of reteach myself how to allow myself to enjoy things. Right. Um, so I did obviously get into um, some different projects and I have 
both of the big projects that I run that are my mm -hmm. work, um, as well as some other jobs that I do. And it, it gets overwhelming sometimes. Um, so I've been kind of trying to focus on balancing things a little bit better yeah. and getting more of the content out that I am working on. I, um, I, yeah, I right now am working on a big project in the corporeal realm that deals in the fashion side of what I do. So, um, hopefully I will be doing a show here at Katsukon in February. Well, that's good. Um, so hopefully I'll be kind of getting back into the fashion stuff kind of slowly and gently. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that's been a bit of a climb. Um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things to teach yourself to relax sometimes. And I definitely have needed to take time away mm -hmm. from work and things like that to just decompress. So, uh, if you guys have been going through a lot yourself over the new year, or you feel like you need to take a break, if you can, I know it's, it's a privilege for me to be able to take one and I know not everybody can, but Definitely take care of yourselves because mental burnout is huge and it's really rough right now. And I get it. I mean, to refer back, like I think it was like three, four years ago, I hit a, a point, you know, doing all the cosplay photography and coverage. I just stopped for a few months. I'm like, I took the mm -hmm. pictures. I'm just like, I'm just not in the mood to deal with them. So, yeah, yeah, I started playing catch up and I was starting to burn out over that. But I finally caught up. And I'm just like, I'm not going to go through this next time. Again, I think some I think a lot of convention attendees don't understand that that a lot of convention media convention mm -hmm. coverage is not the main job for a lot of them like us. Like my yeah. main job is 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 IT. That pays mm -hmm. the bills for me to go to the shows and events. So yeah, at one time I could knock out uh, photos in under two weeks. Now it's going to take me about a month because I'm going to take my time, not just to be sure that they're good, but I'm just not going to burn myself out, you know? And and again, if you don't like the fact that it's taking me longer than normally get your convention photos up, then don't visit the page. Simple as that. But it will be there. I haven't even put up the DerpyCon photos, but I haven't even started them. I'm just like, you know, anywho. As you were saying, Barry, sorry. No, it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but ba basically, yeah, I um, I I went and visited the corporeal realm over the holidays. Mm -hmm. I um, ended up going and seeing an Airbnb for mm -hmm. the first time, which was actually kind of exciting. Um, I've never stayed in an Airbnb before, so that was uh, a different experience for me. Um, and it was very fun. Um, it was with family, but um, because we were staying at the Airbnb, it was like a little farther off, so right. it was uh, more comfortable um, and, and able to have like a comforting like se separation. I also got to work on some fashion projects while I was gone um, that were personal. So I did work on a um, bodice and skirt for the holiday season. And then also um, I have been working on some pieces that are based on the MMO that I play so that I can wear them to events and enjoy. Um, and, and in general, it's been it's been pretty good. I, I, I feel like I'm getting a lot better, but it is definitely one of those things that you improve on your mental health day to day, and it's not always a, a an immediate gratification thing. And I totally get that. What MMO mm -hmm. is it? Oh, it's it's Nino Kuni Cross Worlds. It's the it's the Ghibli one. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So Anywho, so what I have been up to was, well, I've been 
I've been, I'm not saying out of work, but I've been on vacation from work for about two weeks. Uh, and that was from the 16th until the 2nd. The All offices were closed, so, you know, I stayed home. Granted, I did work uh, six days throughout the week, throughout the two weeks. Two days I went in and helped with the um, Wi-Fi rollout project. And four of those days, I worked remote. And Mako watched me as I hung out at her place Friday, you know, for that. You know, that was, you know. So... We went to a friend's uh, New Year's Eve party, and it was uh, themed uh, Scooby-Doo, and that was fun. And I realized I need to get a 2XL shirt for Shaggy, which I will probably be ordering in the next couple of weeks. So that's fine and dandy. So one of the things I wanted to do while I was on break was clean up the area behind me and fit, rearrange my my um, storage closet. For those of you who are watching the stream right now, as you can obviously see, I have not made the slightest attempt in doing so. I have moved some stuff around and put it in the closet. For those of you who are listening, there's just stuff sitting out here, and I moved some stuff in the closet. I, I do have a break this weekend so maybe sunday i will sit down and start on it and then monday since monday's a holiday i don't have to work so i will finish it up on monday so you know uh let's see what else is going on well another thing is as you can see the the, the twitch layout is slightly different i made it a little bit more rounder softer a little bit more vibrant a little bit more fun not as crowded I just wanted something a little bit more nicer. So I hope you like that. Uh, another thing, as you can tell earlier in this feed, we were having some audio issues. At first, Ari and Michael couldn't hear the background music, and I changed that setting. Then find out that y'all could not hear the audio because of a setting change. So one of the things that I went out and did was I bought this. This is an Avermedia Live Nexus streamer. Basically, it is a mixer meets stream deck. That's basically what this is. So, I have been playing around with it for a while, and I got it working to a point, and I thought I had everything set. And also, while I was doing all these edits, uh, Barry was kind enough to jump onto uh, Skype so I could fix the video screens and the resolutions, which I think really looked nice. And I figured out the, how to not how the issue with, when sometimes when we're on, this, our video screens would either go large or small. That has been fixed. So, that's the main thing. So, Right now, I'm putting this Nexus streamer through its paces, and I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm going to have to check the audio for audition because I'm not. I'm seeing some stuff, but not as much as it should be. So we're going to see how that goes. But thankfully, I am doing a live recording of the show, so I, if anything, I can just rip the audio and just drop it in for the podcast. Now, what this also means is. The Surface 3 is officially retired. Yes. The Surface 3 uh, Windows 10 Windows 8, Windows 10 tablet that I received from working at Microsoft. Actually, everybody that was opened at the Fifth Avenue store received um, a Surface 3 tablet. I was using this to run the controls of the articles. 
that's why you always saw me reaching over to the left if you're watching the stream. I was tapping that, and I always mention how I have to tap it a little bit harder and stuff like that for it to go through. Now, that's all said and done. The Nexus streamer is completely touchscreen. Everything is set here. A light tap gets it up and running, and we are golden. So there are still some hiccups in the background, but it's quite all right. I think it's fine. I can make it work for the way that it should be. So, I, I and that's basically has been my week and I mean my break. Besides the fact that stuff I bought showed up. Like there is a picture on my personal Facebook of three figurines I bought from Otaku Mode. All three showing up the same damn day. Let's see. We're going to see what's going on in our chat room now here at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam session. Uh, Hiccup Pixie says, ooh, pro streamer now. Fam, I am far from pro, believe you me. If I was pro, I'd probably have a green screen up and you wouldn't see the mess of this studio, okay? Uh, let's see, what else? Nemesis47 says, I missed AJS. Happy to podcast is back for 2023. Yeah, if you remember, every year we take at least maybe two to three weeks off to kind of rest and recharge. And since I go on vacation for two weeks, I, I might as well just like, you know, we're all going on break, especially since I am planning my trip to Japan this year. So, you know, there's no way in hell I'm going to be away. I'm going to be up at like 9 a.m. with my with a laptop and a mini mixer doing a live show. <laughs> That's not happening. Hmm. I might pop up on Twitch and just do like a chill talk feed, but we'll see about that. So, you know, let's see what else is going on here. A uh, Gamer Girl X says, ha opening an Elvis outfit to modify Fakatsu. It's so blingy. Going to add more bling this weekend. One can never have too much bling. Remember that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into our next story here. Next thing here. Uh, Geek Roundtable, if it'll go through. No, no. Actually, no, we got to go back one. All right. Let's see if it'll do that. There we go. I had the codes actually working. Wonderful. All right. Housekeeping notes. Let's see. We want to let you know what's been going on. Don't forget episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash anime jam session. Click on playlist. Click on podcast VODs. The latest episodes will be there, and it's usually up by Thursday at 12 noon. If I remember properly, yeah. Uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, we will have our convention lineup going. Like I said, it'll always be a pending one because we are still in a pandemic. And if the majority of the staff isn't going, we're going to cancel going to that con in general. Uh, Barry, don't even worry about the spelling. Either or takes you there. So, But I really appreciate that. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, let's get into a uh, geek roundtable. Um, this is the part of the show that we talk more about the geekier aspects of our of our of our break. You know, we want to kind of share off some cool stuff. You know, uh, let's see, did it go through? Come on, do it for me. There we go. There we go. All right. So on the Surface Three. I can go right to the website and push the left and right buttons to make the menu go up and down. Those same codes will work in a stream deck. 
but in the net streamer Nexus, it'll go and then I have to tell I have to refresh it so it knows to push, you know, to push it forward. So Ari, what you got for uh Geek Roundtable? <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what, it showed up mm -hmm. like literally the day after we went on break. Mm-hmm. But I finally got the uh, the figurine that I had pre-ordered from Tom, and uh, here you are. It's the uh, the best fire three houses girl, Bernadetta. Okay. I know you've played a uh, three hopes at least, right? No. The fire emblem. If if it's the if it's the Muso game, then yes, I have. Yeah, Fire Emblem Warriors I, Three Hopes. I haven't gotten that far into it, and I'm very iffy about it because I understand they're trying to make it feel more like a Fire Emblem game. To me, that is bullshit. It is a Musou game. It should have elements of Fire Emblem, but play and feel more like a Musou game. But but that's just me. Yeah, the, the problem was the mm -hmm. fact that they tried to just crowbar it. it Crowbar the uh, Fire Emblem aspect in the way, uh, into a Dynasty Warriors game, which is probably why I haven't finished the demo yet. But yet I played the living hell out of the uh, Hyrule Warriors one. They got that one on right, even with the uh, the even with the second one that's the prequel to um to, to the Zelda game that everybody loves. Um, they added some elements. But it still plays like a Muso game, so you know. Also, my favorite pairing for her in the game is with uh, Raphael. He's a you know big dumb meathead who mm. uh, is like cut like you know infuriatingly happy and like positive about everything. Sounds like and uh, his sounds uh, like Coop from Mega's XLR. Well, he's not. Well, it's all muscle instead of fat. But uh, his his class line involves him just. Straight up punching and beating the shit out of people with his bare hands. Whoops. I mean, granted, you know, fist weapons are pretty much just gauntlets, but you can actually get him to, uh, you can actually get the kind of class to fight barehanded. Mm. Okay. So it's a lot of fun. All right, Mako. Is it another week of the boys? It is another week of the boys. Of um, course it is. Yeah, I was just too lazy to grab something that I got for Christmas and put it on. So you have the boys. <sighs> what? Nothing. What? I, keep, I keep thinking of the, the Amazon show, The Boys. Well, technically, the actor of one of its namesakes is on there. Yeah, but he's a little bitch. And? Oh, that's right. Never mind. Never mind. Barry, what cool projects have you been working Oh, that's right. You haven't been working on any cool any projects during your little sabbatical, uh, right? I've been kind of, I guess, working on projects, but okay. it's been mostly personal. Yeah. Personal projects. Tell us about your personal... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, being a magical being, I um, definitely had a time turning myself very small. 
but uh, I've definitely had a lot of fun playing with different technology and mm -hmm. uh, enabling the, the chipification of myself. I also have been uh, learning about digital art programs, so things like Procreate. Um, I also got a book, a tome, if you will, on a survival medicine <laughs> <laughs> which I know sounds really funny, but it's literally just a book on on first aid in in pretty much any um, any situation. So it's like a okay. I know this is gonna be slightly dark, but it's basically like a post apocalyptic first aid manual that covers pretty much any medical need you could have, um, anything from broken bones to um, um, injury to um, mental health and all those kind of things you might uh, experience in situations like that. So it's uh, it's a very cool uh, book, and I'm very excited to read through it. Oh, uh, my I God. A, I also got another tome about Procreate and using that program, so getting yeah. better with digital art so that I can take um, my art style to mm -hmm. the next level. So I'm very excited. I've been teaching myself a lot of new things. And in general, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I get nerdy about books. So I guess that's oh, kind well, of well, my geeky thing. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of books. There's a few books at work I'm going to put in a box and ship to you. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to learn. All right. Uh, for some reason, I could picture you and Mako just reading through that, that, that book and just taking notes going, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. I can see that. <laughs> All right. So I've been keeping up with anime to the best of my abilities. And I know the winter 2023 anime season is upon us. There's a few titles I want to check out, but I'm going to wait. Right now, I am going to finish catching up with my summer titles and my fall titles. And one thing I've been thinking about, I don't know about you guys and gals, but one of the things I like about anime streaming services is the opportunity to watch older titles. Like, you may have seen a couple of them at cons, but you couldn't afford the DVDs or the Blu-rays. Or you might have picked up an episode here and there and you couldn't find the rest, you know. So, that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to kind of go through a backlog of uh, my backlog of the anime titles. And I am currently on... Um, I'm on season two of Love, Chunibo, and Other Delusions. So, because I remember watching that, but I never finished it. And now that since they're dubbed, I'm like, you know what? I started watching it in Japanese, so I might as well watch the dub. And the dub's really good. So, you know. And there's that. Um, as for merch, you can't see it, but I may post a photo on the page. But I have, I have to take my tree down. But I have like a little two-foot tree up here. And I have all of my Christmas... Hanukkah, no, Hallmark ornaments out on display. The Super Nintendo is sitting outside of the box. Um, I have my Sakurajima Christmas bunny outfit. Kind, of, She's sitting out on display. I Yes, I do have the Christmas Asuka figurine, but that's still in its box sealed. I don't think I will be ever on breaking the seal on that one. So, But like I said, I've been stuff's been showing up and has been ordering, you know? And one of the things that I picked up was from Funko. Um, one of my Funko Pops arrived last week, and the other limited edition one showed up today. I was just totally surprised. So, the most one of my most recent Pops that I have picked up that's showed up at my front step is 
Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. <laughs> nice. And for those of you who are, who are listening, it's the normal Tony Soprano pop, and he's wearing his black gray slacks and shoes, and the, his red uh, shirt with the with like gold strips, vertical strips on him. And there is a limited edition one where he's in his robe. He has his cigar, his newspaper, and there is a duck standing next to him. Because there was like a one or two episode plot line where he was hanging out with the ducks, you know, in his in his pool yard, in his pool. So that was interesting. So, And, and that's basically what I have. Uh, next week, I may show off that pop. I do have three other figurines. I may I may show those off instead. We'll we'll see how it goes. So now that we got all that out of the way, we are finally going to get into tonight's episode. And I apologize for it going late because shit happens. So let's go ahead and bring things forward. And let's go ahead and refresh. And as we do that, Mako's gonna tell us what's been going on with Pokemon. Yeah, so for those that haven't heard uh, the news, uh, this will include spoilers for the uh, latest anime. Um, For those that know, uh, we had had a discussion on what was going to go on because there had been rumors that this might be, you know, Ash's last... Mm -hmm anime and that they would be going elsewhere well the rumors are true and it looks like um the anime will no longer be featuring ash and pikachu's story um yeah so i mean this is going back to 1997 um that's when the first season came out and basically every season since has come over um And you're talking about 25 years of the same characters, which is all well and good and great. But I guess uh, they decided that they were looking to go in a different direction. So now that Ash is the Pokemon World Champion, basically they figured he's, you know, got his masters. You know, he's master of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So there really is no reason for his story to go on. Um, they have decided, though, uh, that there's going to be a couple of episodes at the end of this uh, arc. And it's going to be called uh, Pocket Monsters, Maisie's Pokemon Master. Um, it's going to start airing in Japan uh, in three days on January 13th. And basically, uh, the first episode is going to be uh, answering that question. Now that you're a champion, how close have you become to becoming a Pokemon master? And it's going to go through with his life um, and, you know, everything that's gone up to this point. Mm. So that being said, the very first episode is also going to um, bring back a bunch of the characters that had already been in the series. Um, So the English adaptation uh, title for the episode is going to be Pokemon aim to be a Pokemon master. Um, They have confirmed 
that uh, the first episode is going to feature Ash healing up an injured Latias, with the second episode seeing Ash and Misty reunite and going for a spot of fishing. Episode three will feature the return of Brock. Um, and then there's also going to be a special episode uh, of the black and white anime. Um, or no. Oh, no. Uh, one of the characters from the black and white anime uh, who also traveled with Ash. So Sounds good. Ceylon. Yeah, Ceylon. Um, so they're also there. What I find really cool is that the theme song, what they're doing is they're actually taking the original theme song from the 1997 series and doing a remixed version of it. And that's going to be the theme song for these special episodes. Which is kind of not surprising in a way, because almost every season of Pokemon has had that theme, but it's just been like a different melodic beat to it. And there's tons of remixes to it, too. Official or not. Yeah, but I mean, this is being done specifically Mm -hmm. for the nostalgia. And this will make you probably cry like a baby. Probably. But on top of that, which I'm not seeing... uh, Maybe it is, but I'm not seeing it here. Um, They're also going to be bringing back some of the artists that worked on the first seasons to work on the episodes. Um, Oh, God, is the artwork going to turn in the same... uh... The same fashion. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there are uh, a couple of you know pictures popping up here and there, and it does look like it's going to be um, closer to the artwork that is being done in the movies now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so on top of all of that, um, with the end of Ash and Pikachu's journey, they are bringing in a new protagonist for a brand new series that is going to start in japan in april of 2023 uh the new protagonist will be i'm assuming it's uh liko or laiko and roy so it will follow the two of them and then obviously they will be you know going after the newer pokemon uh from the newest games Mm. um they have not said if, you know, certain characters are going to be making cameos um, or anything like that. So it's very possible that the new anime will, you know, come into uh, meeting some of those characters. Um, but other than that, uh A lot of this is also being done um, because the voice actresses have been doing this forever. Mm -hmm. Um, Ash, who is known as Satoshi in Japan, and Pikachu, um, they've had the same voice actresses since the beginning. So they've been working on this series, which, you know, is basically a weekly series in Japan. It's continuous. It has not really had any breaks Um, So they've been basically working their butts off and they're now in their 50s and, you know, at that point, allow them to, you know, have their break. Meanwhile, you know, that kind of gainful, steady employment over that long, you know, that's almost unheard of in this industry. 
And meanwhile, the uh, voice actress who does a Goku, a Gohan, and Goten is looking at them and going, lightweight, as she does a <laughs> shot of sake. And she's like near her 80s. And she screams into the microphone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what's cool about uh, Masako, what she does that, so she's actually like, like she's demonstrated how she can like go from each version, like each character in like a single session, just all, all through and like having a conversation, like, and it's coming from one person. It's really screwy to listen to if you're not ready for it. Mm. I mean, I do feel bad for the people that have been using this series as their main source of income. Um, because while we're talking about this and all of these announcements were made, when these announcements were made in Japan, that was when the uh, English-speaking voice actors first heard about this. Um, they heard about it just the same way that we did. They were not told from what I know. They were not told. So it came as a very big surprise to them as well. I mean, which is sad because mm -hmm. um, you, you figure they have been playing these characters and you know for all of the voice actors they've been playing these characters for so long to realize that they're you know no longer going to be coming back to this world to work on it's it's kind of strange i mean even for me who's you know who i've been watching the series since it came out it's very weird to think that next season i won't be sitting down to watch ash and pikachu um and I'm kind of sad because I was actually, they were building up this past season to really have something special with Go and the um, the the whole Mew adventure and stuff. So I hope that at some point they do build on that because I think that that would be a really cool, you know, intro to a completely different movie series maybe or an OVA, or something like that. Um, but I really hope that that background story doesn't just get lost. Because it really would have been something interesting and something different that they were doing. Mm. I mean, you know, Kid pretty much went into retirement on, like, the highest of notes. Like, like they're, like, professional athletes who wish they could go out like that. I mean, you figure, you know, coming comes home with a W train, celebrate throughout the night. I keep dancing. Um, you know, all that good stuff. You know, I mean, w what's going to happen to them? They're just going to get like, they can't really just hit the reset button on them like that again. Because mm. it becomes just more and more absurd as the, the series went on. Mm -hmm. And by the time he actually, went from runner-up to league champion, they were like, yeah, okay, we can't really keep hitting the reset button on them. Uh, they can't just pretend shit like that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a long way from... Uh, he's a long way from getting like, getting disqualified before... You know, he's a long way from getting disqualified because his Pokemon decided to just take a nap and not fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I have liked what they've done um, with the series and going back and 
showing all of his different Pokemon and everything. The fact that they continue to say that he is 10 years old and he's got Pokemon also a uh... freaking world. You know, it, it's it's like Bart Simpson still being 10 years old. I mean, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, they really had the perfect opportunity with this series to have Ash grow into things and ending the series with him being, you know, more than just this 10 year old. Maybe they'll suddenly surprise us with a late with a one-off cameo in the new series where he's suddenly like much older and uh who knows you mean post-puberty ash yeah i definitely want to see some of the characters come back um i i am questioning kind of who the antagonist is gonna be in the new series because you know we've had Team Rocket with Jesse and James mm-hmm. through the entire thing. They're walking off too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean to have all of that just gone, I it makes me wonder if they're going to bring any of those elements back into this new series to really capture and keep at least some of the fans that are already, you know, watching the series. I mean, obviously, I'm going to watch it, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. I just to, to see all of them gone and to have a new anime that is only going to focus on the new game. You know, maybe that's the way that they're going to go into it is each new anime or each new game is going to have a separate anime with different characters. And I don't know. It was it's, like that with the Yu-Gi-Oh. It's been like that with the Yu-Gi-Oh franchise. Mm. All right. So in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, forgive me if I butcher your name. Uh, why? Why? I soul rack taken says the voice actress for Pikachu also voices Sachiko from Corpse Party. Food for thought. And that's also an anime I think you and Barry would enjoy since you like your macabre stuff. Yeah, and, I. I- I will say on top of that, the voice actress that uh, voices for Evie is also Madoka. Um, so the, they really do uh, cross over into uh, taking some really badass anime voices and just having them say their names over and over again. <laughs> Oh man! And meanwhile, while all of this is going around, Digimon is like, "Hold the line, boys! Our time is coming again." <laughs> and I mean, it's it's the industry though. Like voice, the voice acting industry is kind of like that. A lot of times, like voices overlap, or or the yeah. it's a character type. And so, um, especially feminine voices or feminine presenting voices playing younger male characters or male leads or even lead characters in general, it, it is one of those situations where um, you you end up with someone who's going to play that character for many mm-hmm. years. And it, it ends up being one of those tenured professions in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't... I mean, and, and of course, then the title characters or those, those voices that are very recognizable tend to be the ones that also make the money and make the appearances in other things because they're recognizable. They become the celebrity voices and so on and so on. Um, but yeah, 
I I I can appreciate definitely that um that they're they're getting a break. Um Agreed. And that that uh the story has has had closure because I feel like that's something that we're going to see a lot more of especially in our generation where um it's a situation of we've we've kind of grown up with the character, the character is finally showing signs of growing up and um from there you know, the story can move on to a new a new journey. Meanwhile, it shows Ash and Pikachu at 10. And then they're walking walking off, like like the ending stage of Ryu from Street Fighter. And it shows them age 15 and a little bit older, a little bit chubbier Pikachu. And you hear the Toys R Us kid theme fading out in the background, you know. Not, not the theme, just the idle humming thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, enough about that. Um, we're going to get into our next story here. Uh, we're going to talk about the founder of Anime NYC, Peter Tatara, who is leaving, which is which completely shocked everyone and threw everybody off. Wow. So, here, so uh, here, here's the thing. He, he's he, at the time he's the vice president of events at left field media as well as the founder of anime NYC he announced yesterday that he is leaving and starting a new position at the New York based Japan society Peter Tatara will be their new director of film and will oversee Japan cuts the largest Japanese film festival in North America as its festival director with Japan Society, Tatara aims to develop programming that both honors the organization's history and speaks to what Japan means today. Tatara previously worked for Reed Expositions, ASIC Incorporated, and the now defunct Central Park Media, or as some people like to call their and under their, man- their manga division, U.S. Mangled Corpse. In 2017, he founded Anime NYC and served as its events director. M.K. Goodwin will become the new event director for the con, while Tatar say he will still serve as a consultant of Anime NYC and Left Field Media. Specifically, he plans to teach them, train them on previous Anime NYC processes, and make introductions to partners. Goodwin previously worked with Tatara at New York Comic Con and has been in charge of Left Field Media's Comic Cons. Anime NYC took place last year, November 18th to the 20th, at the Javis uh, Center in New York City. The event will take place this year on November 17th to the 19th. The event will continue to have the same space it has used for the past few years at the Javits Center. However, the staff is trying to expand the convention to the full Javits Center as opposed to just part of it in the future. And half the time I'm thinking it's in the whole fucking thing, but I guess I was wrong. As an alternate, they are looking into adding nearby venues in the Hutton Yards and Times Square neighborhoods, and that will be kind of cool. I would like to see them build a hotel onto the Javits Center or put a hotel across the street. That would be kind of cool. And I would pay whatever that rate is just to be across the street, but that's just me. Now, this is a man who founded Anime NYC. This is also the man who helped bring us New York Comic Con. It's also the man that brought us to well, the now defunct um, New York Anime Festival, which was a Reed Pop uh, show. And he basically, like I said, he left Reed Pop to do this. Now, for those of you who don't know, Left Field Media was acquired by Clarion Events, a company out of the UK, about two, three years ago. As someone said to me, it seems that 
with under this acquisition, they um hold on for a second here. Hold on here. Under this acquisition, they may have pushed more for Peter to do things a certain way, and he was pushing back against, which is why he's like, F this shit, I'm out. In a nicer way. Sort of like how um you know the guy that was um Geralt Rivera from The Witcher, Henry Cavill, how he just left because they were not keeping things as pure to the lore of The Witcher, which is why he's now doing a Warhammer 40,000K series for Amazon. Well, for some people, this thing, this could be great news. For some, not so much. This is just going to be a wait and see, especially if he's putting everything together in a guidebook and just like, here's the Holy Bible on how to run Anime NYC. Do not defile it. Which is something I hope they do not do. It's hard to come by good anime cons these days. Alright. And Ari has this article he needs to talk about real quick before he calls it a night because my man's got to get up at 4 a.m. for work. He's a true hustler. Uh, I hate doing this. And I've got I've got five days on, one day off, five days on, one day off, and then five days off for the next three weeks. Mm. And then five days on for the next three weeks. The so five one five one five. It's maddening. I believe it. My scheduling sucks. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, Kaiju Number Eight anime is to air in twenty twenty four as a collab between production IG and Studio Kara. And not only is Ghost in the Shell's production IG. Co- producing the anime, but Evangelion's Studio Kara will also handle the kaiju designs. In addition to the trailer, which I will put a link in the chat for you all to see. There we go. The show's released teaser posters in English and Japanese. And you can see it nicer. Kaiju number 8, production IG, all the good stuff. Mm. Created by... Naoya Matsumoto, the original manga series have been serialized in web magazine Shonen Jump Plus from July 2020. It's also available to read outside of Japan at Manga Plus. The series takes place in a world in which kaiju attacks have become commonplace. The story co- follows Kafka Hibino, who has been relegated to the cleanup crew dealing with kaiju corpses after his dream of joining the Japan Defense Force ends in failure. However, when a small monster flies into his mouth, Kafka gains the ability to turn into a monster himself and is dubbed Kaiju Number 8. And it's just said that it will air in 2004. Nothing specific yet. Like, yeah, the, uh... Like, stuff like Super Sentai, like, they never show you this part, do they? (laughs) Probably not, no. Um, No, they never do. Like, Like, I remember when, uh... I think it was around the first when the uh, live-action Power Rangers movie, mm-hmm. like the reboot, came out. They were like, like someone had asked the class, like, why do people still live in Angel Grove if it gets, you know, attacked by, you know, monsters so frequently? And they're just like, property value is cheap. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, this could be a fun series to watch. And I'm trying to show. The, you know, one of the images, just bear with me, because I'm just throwing this in here. Uh, let me see. Let me grab this. I want I want to show off one of the um, co- cover boxes. All right. There we go. Yeah, that looks kind of, looks pretty boss. As yeah. Cedar Berry says, I was going to say low rent. Both are acceptable answers, sir. 
Low rent, low property values. Low rent, high rise, y'all. <laughs> uh, mm. All right, but seriously, though, I got to get going, guys. All right, Ari. It's been Have real. Have a good night, Ari. Thank yeah, you thanks. for coming to hang out with us today. I wouldn't miss this for the world. We're so glad well, of that. All right, see you guys later. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, we're going to turn his camera off, and we're probably going to skip one of the articles due to, to due to time because we had a bit of a rough start, which again I dutifully apologize for. And now we're going to talk about something that we've kind of discussed on this show here and there about you know various issues in the anime industry with voice actors, especially when it comes to harassment and. Ida Hirano, y'all know her as the voice of Haruhi Suzumiya from the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya and uh, the blue hair. Also, Death Note. Isn't she Misa Mane? Mm hmm. Yeah. And she's in Fairy Tale. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I believe, and I forget the character's name, but the blue haired character from Lucky Star. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one that basically is Mako Chan. Yeah, Kanada. Yeah, Kanada from Lucky mm -hmm. Star. Kanada, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have, yeah, Mako is one part Kanada and one part um, what's her name from Azumagadayo Sakaki-san. Mm -mm -mm. So yeah, Death Note voice actress Hirano Aya recently talked about the threats against her life, which sadly is a story that's not a rare case in the anime industry. It's an old refrain from the entertainment industries the world over speak up about harassment and risk losing your job or stay silent and suffer for voice actors in japan experiencing both scenarios plus the occasional death threat from delusional fans if you're really unlucky it's almost a given the voice actress hirano aya whose many credits include the melancholy of haruhi suzumiya death note and fairy tale knows this firsthand while the bulk of her work now consists of stage productions, she recently shared on Twitter how she continues to receive death threats and deal with slander wherever, she, whenever she works in anime again. Mm. Fortunately, the police resolved those situations without incident, but it made her reconsider and want to do nothing in the anime world. And this is a quote from her page. Uh, I want to help preserve these wonderful works for future generations and popularize them abroad as part of our culture. But at the same time, I don't think it's healthy to work in situations where I feel my life is in danger because of a faction of radical fans. That's from her Twitter. Hirano's ordeal is a sober reminder of the toxicity deeply embedded in otaku culture. Yet death threats are just a facet of the overall harassment tainting the voice acting industry. Uh, while by no means a new problem, in recent years, many voice actors, mostly feminine or women, uh, have spoken out about harassment they've endured from fans, colleagues, and superiors, and they're very rarely cards in their favor. Um, unfortunately, in a lot of Japanese culture and in work culture, it's considered taboo to even speak out about these kind of instances, and it actually makes you um, appear to be a difficult person whenever you speak out about harassment, bullying, or other instances in this case. Um, so it's a situation where, uh, yeah, they don't feel like they can mm -hmm. talk about it. In Hirano's case, her death threats stretched back to over a decade to the height of her career. Vitriol against her rose up when rumors of her sexual relations with a male member of her band led to the band's breakup. Her honesty um, about the dating preferences on a variety show also angered hardcore otaku, or the, uh, I believe it's called the Gakijo, um, 
community, which mm-hmm. is basically hardcore fans that almost feel like they have a relationship with the celebrity that they're right. into. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Enough to destroy their Hirano merchandise, which I, uh, I, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, but I understand in certain people's mindsets. It, oh, parasocial relationships are wild, y'all. Unfortunately, we've seen how even the whisper of a rumored romance or sexual dalliance uh, can re- derail an idol's career. And that's almost what happened to Hirano, who was very restricted from taking on new anime roles following the scandal. Only after switching to a different agency could Hirano find new work. Mm. Sadly, they're not uncommon threats. Ishikawa Yui, the voice of Mikasa Ackerman from Attack on Titan, received a series of anonymous threats in 2020 that targeted her, her family, and a director at her agency. In 2019, police arrested two people for sending death threats about Ayumi, the voice behind Final Fantasy's Tifa Lockhart, and one of them allegedly wanted to, uh, um, trigger warning, wanted to allegedly gouge her eyes out. Oof. Um, in both cases, threats involved the agency staff and disrupted production, production enough to fall under obstruction of business, an arrestable offense in Japan, because what do they care about more? Not their, not their clients, not their workers, but no, the money. Um, but for voice actors without an agency or a union willing to back them up, dealing with harassment is much harder, especially in the workplace, and especially for indie. Um, no power to say no. Amidst the media buzz about anti-harassment legislation that passed in May 2019, BuzzFeed Japan sat down with a veteran voice actress to talk about her experiences with harassment in the industry. And according to the anonymous actress, I doubt there's a female voice actress out there who hasn't been sexually harassed. While she already had an inkling of the industry's bad reputation prior to entering, she never thought she'd be the target of harassment. I believed sexual harassment would be aimed at girls much prettier than me. Miss Kay also shared how the clients would say things to her like, You want this job, right? It's your dream, right? I won't do anything to you, so let's go to a hotel. Wow, that's Mm. really slimy. If voice actresses felt like they had no voice before, the Me Too movement certainly inspired many to take theirs back. In a now-deleted Twitter thread... Enomoto Atsuko admitted to wanting to quit her job only a few years after her debut due to the mental anguish from the power and sexual harassment she endured. Uh, She feels she has the duty to look after younger women, just like the senior voice actresses who looked after her. Konishi Hiroko also shared her refusal to join Furuba Fruits Basket director Daichi Akitaro in a mixed bathing spring led to losing out on acting roles. She also spoke to the hustle culture and the expectation to sell yourself for roles, which often included providing service to male staff. The pressure on voice actors to com- to commodify their voice leaves them open to being taken advantage of, and when you're a freelance contractor, it can be really hard to say no. There's no legal safety net. Power harassment, or pawa para, was a hot topic in 2019 when revisions to labor law required companies to enforce anti-harassment measures and provide consultation services for workers experiencing harassment. Um, it's, However, the law failed uh, to include freelancers and job seekers, some of the most vulnerable groups who need the services the most. In order to compel the government to extend the law to them, uh, acting and freelance organizations launched a survey to ascertain which kind of harassment they incur. The survey only garnered 828 participants and only 14%, which were voice actors. But the response highlighted a grim reality. 60.8% of respondents experienced power harassment and 35.4% sexual harassment. 40% also stated they didn't tell anyone about their harassment and 60% stated that they felt it wouldn't make any difference if they did. And unfortunately, 
for the most part, it sometimes doesn't. This lack of legal safety net compounds tangential fears over a new tax law publicizing creators' identities while voice actors typically work under their real names. Many within the industry fear the law will not only encourage more harassment but deter deter people from pursuing it as a career. Um, It's a pretty dismal picture, and judging by past incidences, um, it's 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 pretty it's a pretty bad world of of harassing and and all that other fun stuff. Yeah. And and we and we have talked about something similar here on our show off and on for the last year, year and a half. Uh, Vic Mangina, you know, we've discussed that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go any further to discuss here, but just understand that the Texas Supreme Court is not one to hear his case. So it is officially dead in the water. Fine, whatever. But what we're talking about here, what uh, Barry has discussed, same thing happens here. And, you know, it isn't right, nor is it fair, you know? And I do understand being angry, like, at a, a, a voice actress or actor about how, how a character is being portrayed or something like that. Get over it. That's what you gotta do. Just get over it. They're doing a job. I mean, there are... I didn't like how some... Vo- like... Uh, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out. I cannot watch the Japanese version of it. I absolutely cannot. Her voice actress irritates the living hell out of me. It's the way they project her voice. I just, I just can't do it. I absolutely cannot do it. Um, but I'm not gonna sit there and write out an email of threats and no. I have an option. I will flip to the dub, which Monica Real does an amazing job as Uzaki. And even if she didn't. I'm not gonna bitch about it to her on Twitter. No, I'm just going to turn it off and find something else to watch. Because my mama raised me right. Enough about that. We're gonna get into our last story of the night. Um, we are going to skip um uh, about the brand new precure. I was like, or I like to call it um wannabe Sailor Moon roster update 2023. And for those of you who know, you know. Okay, refresh, refresh. There we go. So, it seems that Netflix has picked up the live-action rights to My Hero Academia. Well, probably because they couldn't purchase Disney Sky High. (laughs) I know, bad joke, bad joke. People kept complaining, you know, it's just like Sky High. (laughs) But I I always say, yeah, but but actually, this is actually good. I just say to piss them off, and I just keep going. So, Oof. Mm-hmm. yeah, we know you're a troll. Yep, sometimes only for the greater good. <laughs> so, the screenplay for it is it will be written by uh, Joby Harold, who wrote Obi Disney's Obi Wan Kenobi, which was, from my understanding, really good. The film is being produced by Legendary Entertainment, and it will be directed by Shinsuke Sato. His previous live action projects were Bleach. Inuyashiki and Gantz, but this will be his first English language film. This is going to be adapted from Koei Horikoshi's manga of the same name, My Hero Academia. It's set in a world where a majority of people have superpowers known as quirks. The story follows a quirkless boy named Deku who is determined to become a superhero. The anime is produced by Bones and it started back in 2016. 
season six is now currently airing on Crunchyroll, so definitely want to check that out. And there's also been three films that have been released, so you definitely want to check those as well, which I do need to sit down and watch. My Hero Academia is sort of like X-Men light. It's like the lighter side of X-Men. It's not dark, but then you watch the current season six, you're just like, shit got fucking real in a heartbeat. All right. So now that we got that out the way, we are going to get into our next uh, show that y'all really like to stick around for. Uh, Meanwhile, in Japan. Okay. Let's see. What do we have here? Um... Wow. Mako, you pick yours. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I kind of want the first one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. For some reason, I see Barry taking the last one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> you like your fruits. I do indeed love fruit. I don't know if my name is any 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 give. I know give that's why I was like, yeah, this is a berry yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so which one are you gonna take? I will take the second story. So I had a feeling you would. I just wasn't sure. Is I think gonna be the second or the third? You know. Yeah, I, I know. With the second one, you kind of deal with that on your own. So I figured you might, you know, like that. <laughs> what anyway. time is it? Showtime! Shotgun. Pff, pull. Anywho. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so we had talked about this uh, a little while back. Um, so back in October of 2021, a man in Fukuoka City showed which side of the should you ask the staff before you use the bathroom at a convenience store debate by politely requesting permission from the woman working the register. Less polite, though, was that the teacher had just purchased a box of condoms. And the way he phrased his request was, I want to masturbate, so would it be all right if I use the restroom? Uh, um, So, as polished as customer service in Japan may be, convenience aren't quite that accommodating. The man's request was turned down, and so was an identical one he made on a different day. And nearly a year later, a police investigation was finally able to confirm his identity. Um, As a teacher in a public middle school. Just this past Tuesday, the Municipal Board of Education handed down its judgment on what to do with the uh, handyman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and announced that he was being dismissed from his job for disciplinary reasons. Uh, quoting, his conduct was unforgivable and unbecoming of a public education servant. Um, we deeply apologize. Two months of deliberation seems like more time than an organization should really need to decide if a guy asking if it's okay to jerk off in a convenience store restroom shouldn't be working with kids. As a government institution, though, it's likely the Board of Education has certain time-consuming protocols it has to abide by in disciplinary matters. Mm. 
Or maybe they just needed the extra time to process the indictment that was issued last month against the same man as a result of recent revelations that in both February and March of this year, he snuck into an extracurricular club room used by female students at the school where he taught. Oh, Jesus. As Japanese schools usually don't have dedicated locker rooms, club rooms are generally where students change into athletic uniforms before games and practices. And his goal was to secretly record video of the girls. Wow. Remember, not all anime is truthful, you know? Not every school oh has a separate gym, has a separate locker room. Yeah, according to statements he made during the board's investigation into the matter, he said, "I wanted to show the videos to a woman I met through social media. I was Why? hoping then send me videos Sorry. in return." Oh my gosh! But the <sighs> so uh, the statement leaves it hazy as to whether he was hoping for videos of the woman herself or simply videos that she could procure. And also doesn't explain why he thought she'd be willing to oblige him. Whatever his logic, the guy seems pretty lacking in understanding as to what is and isn't socially appropriate behavior. And since he was a social studies teacher, it shouldn't be too hard to find a more suitable educator to take his place. Yeah, I know that we talked about that uh, a couple months back. And when I saw that, I knew that we had to go ahead with the update because the fact that he was caught, you know, in in his school rooms and, and this wasn't just a one-time thing. It's just, holy crap. That's freaking gross, dude. Like, you are, you're an educator. Like, you're... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I got nothing. I'm, I'm just like... I mean... It's one thing if you actually use the bathroom, you know, for, you know, you because you're not going to make it home in time to, you know, to, you know, to take a piss or drop a deuce. But to but for pocket pool, I mean, come on. I I'm going to guess um, it was probably more to embarrass the female convenience. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. to actually do anything he probably got off more on that than anything else oh jeez just uh, from the rest of the uh, stuff in the conversation that just seems to be probably what it was about oh, yeah Jesus anyway next Jesus oh. oh, yeah, crackers week. ugh And so, we get into our next story here, where a politician got in trouble for doing pull-ups inside a train. Sorry about that, I was trying to adjust the audio. There we go. It seems that he has no memory of why he thought it would be a great idea. So, trains in Japan tend to be both crowded and sturdily built. Yeah. But you, so should you find yourself standing and hanging onto a strap or a strap hanger, you might find yourself impressed at how stable the bar the strap is attached to is. Sometimes that admiration can turn into curiosity, and you find yourself thinking, can I do a pull up? 
That's a question that most people resist the urge to answer, but two demographics that are occasional exceptions that are teenagers and people who have been drinking. In a sense, you can say both were applied when a 49-year-old man who had a few beers at his high school reunion before getting on the train at Isia Station in Nagasaki Prefecture decided to burst out a set of pull-ups inside the train as it made its way down the JL Omura line. And as a New Yorker who has to deal with these damn kids jumping out shouting, guess what time it is? It's showtime! And dancing all over the place where you think you're going to get kicked in the skull. I find a person doing pull-ups quite refreshing. It's not particularly a good look for anyone, especially someone of his age. But what made the situation especially awkward is that Takahisa Kitamura who, as a member of the Nagasaki Prefecture Assembly, is one of the highest-ranking politicians in said prefecture. Kitamura says he had had three or four beers at the reunion, and when asked why he decided to try to get some exercise in on the train ride home, he said, It's incredibly embarrassing, but I truly have no memory of how I arrived to the decision to do that. Well, alcohol does that to you. I have no memory is a commonly trotted out phrase in Japan when public figures have to fess up for inebriated misconduct, which is also an excuse American politicians use as well. But in this case, there really doesn't seem to be any possible explanation that it seemed like a fun idea when I was drunk. To its credit, Kitamura didn't mince words in criticizing himself during a press conference he held on December 14th, four days after said incident. I did pull-ups in the train. It was inappropriate of me and a violation of the manners of a passenger on a public transportation must abide by. I wish to offer my sincere apologies to all the people of the Nagasaki Prefecture and other involved parties. I am deeply sorry, he said, adding, what I did was inexcusable and I will exercise better self-control so that this does not happen again. But this isn't the first time Kinemur's image has taken a hit due to drinking. In 2006, a blog post he admitted to have driven while drunk at his December 14th press conference, he also confirmed that he had done so more than once. Netizens have said things such as, Hey, Mr. Politician, do that sort of thing at the gym, okay? Dude is acting like a junior high kid. 49 years old. If I'd been there, I would have wanted to smack him in the face. Drunk driving is bad, but this isn't exactly good either. I mean, if you had to pick one, drunk train riding is at least a better choice than drunk train driving. Still. If it's that hard for Kitamura to hold his liquor, he might want to consider doing both his drinking and exercising at home from now on. We actually have a freestanding... In the offices where this article came out of, there are freestanding pull-up racks, and it's kept most of them out of trouble. Keyword, mostly. But I'll say this. Again, if, if someone comes on the train and starts doing pull-ups, as long as their feet don't hit me in the face while they're trying to do them, I really don't care. It'd be just quite refreshing of that, you know? And to go back to our last art, our first article, Ronma421 says, Someone just hand him a sword, let him commit seppuku. He's read the entire, he's read entire too many hentai mangas. Yeah. And the last one, my dear Barry. So the last one, if you are a big fan of Japanese fruit, I am definitely the mangoes that I had when I was there last time. Oof. They were mm. just kissed. Um, yeah. Uh, it was $6 for the mango, but I'll tell you what, it was so good. <laughs> uh, Yamagata cherries. 
fetch a record-breaking price at wholesale market first auction of the year. So for those who um, are interested in Japanese culture and um, snacks, as it were, um, they, they have very expensive fruit. They're so expensive, in fact, that many um, are considered gifts or, or highly valued treasures, and when they're eaten are considered uh, just as heavily. Um, there are some food dishes that could also be purchased for the same amount of yen. Uh, so as a former resident of the Northeastern Fruit Kingdom, Yamagata Prefecture, the top mm. producer of cherries in Japan, the article... Art, uh, author said they often used to send locally grown fruit as gifts. There's no way, however, I would be able to afford the re record price that one small batch of cherries um, recently fetched at an auction in Tokyo. Sorry, friends. You can also even pick your own all-you-can-eat cherries in certain greenhouses. On January 5th, though, at Oda's Market's first wholesale auction of the year in Tokyo, produce wholesaler Funasho Group claimed the winning bid for the Yamagata-produced premium Sato Nishiki cherries, or 500 grams, or 1.1 pounds of the fruit, sold for its highest price ever. 1.3 million yen, or roughly 9,842 U.S. dollars, wow. which is 100,000 yen higher than the winning bid last year. Sweet and sour Sato Nishiki cherries are widely considered to be a top cherry variety in Yamagata. And if you look at the photo in our, our chat here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session, you'll, can, you can definitely tell that the cherries are very ripe, very red, and very beautiful. It also is the fourth year in a row that the Funasho group has won the first shipment of Sato Nishiki cherries as part of their wish for everyone involved in the food industry, including producers, distributors, and consumers, to have a successful year ahead. The cherries were then promptly, promptly sold at Tokyo's Yeoko Marketplace Higashiyamoto branch on the day of the auction. Uh, the Funasho group managers who placed the winning bid are imaged, uh, are pictured in the article. And 1.3 million yen is a staggering amount of money for a small box of cherries. And to put that into some gastronomic perspective, there are some things for the same amount of money you can get, such as huge portion steak boxes, mm. a huge colossal megal parfait, titanic katsudan bowls, and, of course, many other things. Certainly hope that the Sato Nishiki cherries tasted sublime for their eventual buyer, especially considering that uh, many who are uneducated on the uh, popularity of fruits as gifts in Japan can't usually tell them apart from regular ones, even with the flavor profiles and how high quality they are. So Whoops. it's kind of a situation where you have to be there to experience it. And in the future, I hope you guys get a chance to experience some really high quality Japanese fruit, but... Maybe not these cherries. These are not the cherries you are looking for. Yeah, these are not the cherries you are looking for. And if you're watching our stream, there is a picture of these tasty, delicious cherries. Mm -hmm. I have watched videos of how they do fruits like this. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching one of, uh, I believe it was Honeydew. Oh, yeah, melon. Musk melons. Honey yeah. Melons. You got to send me yeah. links to the cherry ones. They they basically take one plant mm -hmm. and allow only one melon to grow hmm. on yep. each vine. Yep. The way that they take care of it and foster it and fertilize it and they they treat these fruits like children. 
They do. They do. They basically treat them like babies. They put, they'll put um, padding around them. They'll make sure that they don't get bruised on any side. They rotate them. They will wrap them in netting to protect them from bugs or pesticides or things of that nature. Because they don't, a lot of the time, they don't use very high-end pesticides or anything like that. It's literally just prevention. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the fruit and veg that is very high price in Japan is for a reason. And Yamagata Prefecture, if you are looking to get that high fruit experience, Yamagata would be probably a place you'd want to visit if you ever find yourself in Japan. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, most farmers markets are awesome. Like, I would love just to taste the difference because you figure there there definitely has to be a huge difference mm. if you know a plant is only building one fruit against multiple fruits. You mm -hmm. know, with all of its time being taken just for that one fruit, it has to be phenomenal. Which is, I mean, why they do it because those fruits aren't really for regular consumption. No, um, you're gonna get a higher fructose or sucrose content, so it's gonna be sweeter. Um, the the way that the fruit is probably going to be is probably much firmer, or if it's made, if it grows and it becomes softer, kind of like um honeydew or um a cantaloupe in the middle where it's got that kind of like there's a little bit of hard rind but most of the time it's pretty soft flesh um as far as like the mango was considered it was very ripe and it was very tender but it wasn't like bitter sweet it, it didn't have any of that weird bitterness that sometimes fruit has in the states because you know it's grown in mass quantities mm. it was just a very like floral it has a much more floral flavor to it because it has that focus of growth and care. Um, I do definitely think that the next time I find myself in Japan, I want to buy or and try maybe one or two gift fruits. But it was just a matter of I didn't find myself close enough to any of the retailers for it when I when I was thinking about it, and so I didn't have a chance to get any. Ah. All right. I think. Um. Wait. Yeah. I think that is it let's go ahead and refresh that i think it's time for us to wrap up this show and no what are you doing come back come back there we go i'm still getting the I, the control of of the menu back and forth making sure it does what it's supposed to do so i am going to do the, my absolute best to make some semblance of tonight's show and make sure that it comes out semi-decent and so forth so you know what let's go ahead and get the heck up on out of here so if you like tonight's show tell a friend they in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth we're independent bloggers independent podcasters we do this for the fun of it so what we like and don't like we're straight up telling you so if you have any questions about tonight's show drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to visit our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, anime uh, reviews, um, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, editorials, links to our YouTube page of convention videos, links to our Facebook page of cosplay photos, all that and a whole lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. What is this? All right. Let's see. Let me, I just lost my tap. There we go. 
Uh, don't forget to follow our podcast on portable devices like your i like your iPhone, your Android phone, whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us by going to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just search Anime Jam Session. Episodes will come up, so definitely take a listen, and we'd appreciate that. And what's cool is some of these apps allow you to leave reviews, so if you can, leave us a five-star review. We'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Anime Jam Session across the board. Follow us on our YouTube for our convention videos. Follow us on Twitter when we're going live and articles are going up. Facebook for photos. If you just want to interact and say hi with us. And don't forget, down below is our tip jar. Uh, link to our stream elements if you want to donate a few dollars to us. We'd appreciate that. Same thing with our Ko-Fi link down below. Cheering us on with bits in the chat is great. And subscriptions are always awesome. So we're going to go around the room and go for last words. Last words, Michael-chan. I have to get up early, and then I have to go to work, and then I have to pick my mom up from the airport, and then I have to come home. Tomorrow's going to be a very long day. Mm. Last words, Barry. Well, I am about to fly off into the dark night and work on some fashion things. I've mm-hmm. got to start getting ready. My last words is i got to edit this. And then I got to pull out my best uh, dress threads for t- for an event tomorrow. You know, I'll be in the background somewhere staying off off site. I, I'll, exp- I'll tell you more. I may tell you more about it on next week's show. But that okay. is it. End of list. We'll be back next week. I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Barry Mellon. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Have a great one, folks. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Say goodnight, Barry. Goodnight, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Awesome. We'll see you all next week. Jamatane!